I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Y'all know the niggas that I'm talking about. The ones y'all be seeing at the coffee house. As soon as they get the mic, I start walking out. And so they that they skill the most talked about. It's time to bring the MCs on. I'm sick of these niggas looking like bitches trying to read poems and trying to battle. Me with sandals and capris on? Come on, dog. I'm about to get hyped with this. Set some light to this. So-called black righteousness. Even though y'all niggas might not cuss like me, end of the night, y'all niggas trying to fuck like me. So what's the reason for the hating? Niggas with dreads calling themselves gods with white girls named Caitlyn. And I'm cool with interracial dating, but I ain't about to hear no fucking speeches because I ain't have, wanna have, cause I wanna have some bacon. Shout out to Leonard Brothers. He loves bacon. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. I got to defend him. No, he does not. Oh, here we go with the lies. You went to the bathroom. Remember when we went out to eat breakfast that time? Yes. Went to, when you went to the bathroom, he asked me to slide on one of my sausage links. Now, I didn't do uh-huh. it. I didn't do it. So I didn't technically see him eat the bacon, but nobody right. asked you to slide on a sausage link that don't eat basic yes bacon i give leonard on the uh swine slander just like everybody else but i'm not gonna claim that man eats bacon when he oh, does it okay just because you didn't see it why would he ask me to slide on my bacon my, my uh, sausage link Karen? i have no idea think about it think about it so nobody else seen this transaction he waited, he waited till all y'all went to the bathroom and i was asking for a box to go and then he said you gonna eat that that sausage link and i said what and he was like, uh, nothing. And I was like, <laughs> you don't eat bacon, Leonard. And he was like, come on, man. And I was like, okay. He just tried to act like it didn't happen. I was like, what you just said. And he was like, come on, man. He just kept saying, come on, man. Okay. So, yep. Uh, this is the Blackout Tips feedback show, man, for all the people that listen to, you know, the show, uh, throughout the week and they want to have something to say. You can email the show. You can leave voicemail. You can. Leave five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher if you want to get them read on the show. Um, we read them all live. Um, and uh, you can also do stuff like leave comments on theblackouttips.com, all that stuff. Sign up for premium at theblackouttips.com. A lot of people doing that. Uh, appreciate everybody taking the time out to do that. We that do. Is, uh, very awesome. Um, shout out to LeBron James. Made us money yesterday. That's yes, crazy. Yes, he did. We had people like, y'all niggas getting ready to talk about this that just happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. people straight up just, I mean, it was it was like, I got emails during the show. Like, nigga, I just signed up. Send me an email. Yeah, send me my link, dog. I, I need my link right now. I, I, I signed up just for the show. And I'm not on front, man. Like, I normally, if people know that I'm a pretty huge critic of uh, the show and myself, um especially but uh that was a good ass episode of balls d sports man i had oh. so much fun that was uh y- y'all was y'all that was, was awesome y'all was going for hours and like i said i got to dip in and out but yeah it was like the breaking news happened right on time and i wanted to give a shout out to lebron james uh because you leaving gave uh roger and justin uh something to talk about yeah that was very fun man like we still could have talked about a bunch of other shit, and we did. It was a long show, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, live news was dropping during the fucking show. Right. And then we got to make jokes about that, you know. Yeah, Chris Bra shit was just happening live. Yeah, it was so fun, man. Got a whole lot of Dwayne Wade jokes. So uh, people that are in the balls deep, man, I think they'll enjoy that episode. They haven't heard it yet. And people that, you know, signed up. I think they'll enjoy hearing it too, man. Um, yes. And for those of mm-hmm. you that have recently signed up and you signed up and you want to, uh, 
uh, see uh, Balls D. Roger and them do live audio on uh, Spreakers, and you can go back and watch that at a later time. Yeah, man. We we had fun, man. Like, that was one of those times where I was like, this is going long, but I'm having a good time. And uh, we got to make a lot of jokes and shit. So, um, you know. Yes, that, that's the bonus thing about uh, Balls Deep Sports is that Roger and them get to talk about shit that we don't always cover on this show. And there's no fire starter next week, so that long-ass episode might tie you over. I don't know. Right. Um, all right, so uh, let's. Uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is volleyball. And volleyball. Extreme. Um, we had people that donated. Let's talk about those people because those are my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man Black Rob. What up, dog? Appreciate that recurring donation. Willie. Oh, Willie G. Willie G. Current donated. Uh, Michael F. He don't even current donated. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Linwood C. Current out donation, man. You do not see many brothers named Linwood anymore. That's a definitely old school name. I love it. Linwood and Thurgood. Those are two good names that you just don't see anymore. We need more Linwoods and Thurgood. Good black names, too. Uh, Gabriel L. Thank you very much, Gabriel. And that was it for this week. Recurring don't, I mean, all recurring donations. We appreciate y'all peoples. We do. Looking out for the crew. Um, we also, um, have five star reviews. Let's go ahead and get into those. If you want to leave us a five star review on iTunes or Stitcher, just, uh, go to iTunes, you know, on your Apple device, or you, you can even go on iTunes.com and stuff and, uh, leave us a review, man. Mm-hmm. If it's five stars, it'll be read on the show. Period. Even if you don't like the show. Right. If it's not five stars, uh, it won't be read, even if you love the show. Right. And if you hate the show and it's not five stars, thank you for doing me the favor of skipping your shit. Right. Best podcast smoking says talking MNO. Love the show. I've been listening regularly for a while now and I've been meaning to write a review. But marijuana is legal where I live and I'm easily distracted. <laughs> Anyways, they put out great content. The discussions are always hilarious and much, way more poignant than you're going to get on another, any other show. So if the chemistry between Karen and Rod, uh, oh wait, so is the chemistry between Karen and Rod. I consciously put Karen's name first because I heard the episode where dude called in on some BS, said she needs to be reined in. Whatever. She's great and we love her. Thank you. Do yourself a favor and check out this show. I believe you'll quickly become as big a fan as I am. Again, great show. Great host. Check it out. Thank, Thank you. you, sweetie. Running 76 says rejoice. Five stars. Rod and Karen, thanks again for all the holiday stuff and contents. TJ. Thank you, TJ. We appreciate you. We do. Love the show by Respected Genius. Five stars. I like the name. I have heard of the show, but never listened until this season of Dem Thrones. Glad I did. Rod and Karen provided a common sense perspective, which is something that not, that's not common in media. Also, without the show, I would have never heard of Nina or ProjectFandom.com. And now I cover video game news and reviews for that site. Appreciate y'all. Oh. Yep. Love Nina. Yeah, shout out to them. And go check them out if you hadn't. They're, they're doing a lot over there. If everything works out, Nina should be our guest Tuesday to review uh, That Blood. So, Woo! Yeah. She's going to. Tough it out with us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the more the merrier. So if we can all suffer together, everybody can take on a little bit of the burden for themselves. <laughs> uh, by the way, we're officially at 508 customer reviews. Woo! And um, 
I would say, let's say maybe eight to ten of those are bad. So I w- I'm going to count this as 500 five-star reviews. God damn, nigga. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in your face, bitch. How do you like that, haters? Everybody that left us less than five stars, you can suck my dick. Ha, <laughs> How about that? Anyway, thank you for all the love. Yes, uh, thank you. That, 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 like, honestly, man, like, that is one thing about the show that's been great is surrounding ourselves with people that love us man i was talking the other day on twitter about how like uh you know in corporate america they make you feel like shit on purpose yes they do and in most jobs i know there's some jobs that are good and some jobs that really fulfilling for people and some people Mm -hmm. just fit into corporate america better than i did yes but um you know i never did a bad job i you know never was a shit employee i was i was always a good employee at whatever i did maybe not the best but there was never a time where you could say this guy doesn't he comes into work and doesn't do anything mm-hmm. um and uh it's funny because even when i did a good job you never they never let you get that real pat on the back right but with this show i consider you know our listeners to some extent like our bosses the our shareholders whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. and every day man every this is the only job i ever had where every day of my life i can go on twitter i can go on social media i can get an email and somebody being like, I really enjoyed this thing you did so much better, uh, so much better for just, you know, my own self-confidence and mental health. Right. And, you know, it also makes a lot of the shit where people like say something negative, just roll off my back. Cause it's like, who cares? Like yeah. we got all these people that love what we do and love being part of the community. And, you know, we've created a very, um, you know, positive community. Mm-hmm um you know on purpose man there's yes. a lot of shit we don't do because right. we don't want to deal with the repercussions of that or bring in that kind of negativity to the show right and bring and, in the people that foster that negativity right and um you know we keep our distance from certain parties and shit like that because we don't want to deal with a fight every morning and uh yeah this has been fucking awesome and reading these five-star reviews always reminds me of like yeah we do a good job and these people love it you know what i mean it's, it's dope as shit man yeah, and I, and I, and I feel you because when the thing is like, Roger looks at, at me, uh, cause I, I'm still working and stuff like that. And Roger would tell you, uh, it was hard for me to kind of break the mindset that's almost drained into you when it comes to working in corporate America. Uh, because Roger would be witness. I will go to work sick. I will go to work not feeling good. I will, you know, panic if I'm late. Like, and he has seen all that. And this is one of those things where, I had to get to the point to where I had to let some of that shit go and realize some of that shit is just not that important. And sometimes no matter what you do and how hard you work, if they're going to get rid of you, they're going to get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah. I got laid off and didn't do anything wrong. So yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, us having like this insulation I, and it helps even, even before it was full time, it helped. Like mm-hmm. I go to work and I was like, Yo, I'm more valuable than this bullshit. Right. And um, I think, you know, everybody can use something like that in their lives. So, yeah, man, thank y'all that really do take the time out to leave five stars, man. You like it doesn't cost you shit, but a couple minutes. Um, And I know that it can be tedious or whatever. But the people that take the time out to do it, uh, it means a lot, man. The yes, people that because even the people that take the time out to give us a low score, it says a lot about how passionate they felt about what we said. We're just right. two people, y'all. We're not special. There's no, like, we can't enact policy. Someone disagrees with us and they take 20 minutes to go write a fucking review because they're yeah. so mad. Yes. That that also says something about what we do being impactful. So I'm, I'm cool True. with it. 
um my favorite podcast keisha shadid keisha deed this is the best podcast rod and karen you literally get get me through my work week i have been turned on to so many podcasts through yours your hard work is much appreciated i will be cheering right along with y'all when karen can quit her day job and full-time podcast right along with you (laughs) Until I can commit to go premium, I continue to post on Facebook when I'm listening to the show. It helps to give you more listeners, subscribers. Love y'all, Shannon. Uh, A lot of people do find us through stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear it all the time. It's like, yo, I uh, heard about your show. Uh, My friend put me on. Someone was listening in the car. Someone was listening at work. Someone tweeted about it. Um, I mean, shit, what, two yeah, two two tweets ago, uh, two reviews ago, uh, respected genius just said he heard about us through Dim Thrones, you know. Yep. So uh, yeah, definitely, man. Social media definitely helps. Listen every day on the subway, live from Brooklyn. Says love the show. I like how you guys can go from funny to insightful to inappropriate, all while discussing the same topic. Thanks, Karen, for suggesting that folks listen to Balls Deep, even if they're not in the sports. I didn't believe you at first, but listened to it by accident the other day, and now I'm a big fan. Right, because I'm going to tell y'all right now, and, and this is not to, like, blow up Brad and Justin, but them niggas talk about sometimes everything but sports. Like, they talk about sports, but they talk about things surrounding sports, around sports. They they're, they're, they don't really do the statistics, the stat thing, which I think a lot of people associate with sports. They talk about sports from a very different perspective. You're not going to get the run-of-the-mill, old, uh, stale, 45- to 50-year-old white male who really don't like black athletes' perspective. You're not going to get that. You're going to get a different perspective that's very unique. And like I said, you don't have to be a fan of sports to really enjoy the show. Yeah, and honestly, man, uh, we make most of it up. So, like, you know, like the stories that most people cover, we might not dedicate that much time to, depending on, like, so, like, say, um, if it was a week where, like, Peyton Manning uh, had a really good game, like, that shit, we'll, we'll talk about that for, like, two seconds. But, like, it'll be a story where it's like, hey, did you know this dude tried to get his engagement ring back? And that shit will right. be, like, 30 minutes of the show. So, like, you know, we definitely, and, and, like, you don't have to be a huge sports fan to get into it because, um, like, when we talk about the Heat, we normally end up doing a 20-minute Dwayne Wade is a cheating motherfucker that, you know, broke his first wife's heart. Like, we like it, it's fun, man. We try to have fun with it, dog. So, um, yeah, so. you know, we don't get too bogged down in the serious shit uh, normally, um, and yeah, I enjoy it. It's a very fun uh, perspective, and like I, and like I said before, and I would continue to say this: you don't have to be a sports fan. We Roger and them don't even talk about all the sports. If it's sports that they don't like, they don't talk about that shit. They yeah. don't. You know how sometimes you listen and you know they don't really like hockey, but they'll talk about it. They don't really like baseball, but they'll talk about it. They don't even really like lacrosse, but they're forced to talk about it at golf. Mm-hmm. And we don't. If Roger and Justin don't like it or don't, um, or it's not one of their favorite sports. Or something don't happen to a particular player and that's what they won't cover it. And that's that's the unique uh thing about it. And for those people that like those sports, you can find it in other places. But if you just want a real good, fun sports show and your premium customer balls deep is it. That's, and also, one more thing, if you are premium or just became premium customer, try out all the shows. Because I think a lot of people say, well, I, I, don't, I like sports, so I'm going to sign up for Ball Deep. I like this, so I'm going to sign up for Nerd Off. But... If you don't even try to show, you're paying for it, so you might right. as well eat everything at the table. It's one of the reasons that we offer just one thing for everybody rather than try to offer, like, something for every show. Because yeah. 
honestly you don't know what the fuck you'll like until mm-hmm. you try it and i'd much rather you you know try everything and go well i didn't like this one and i do like that one or maybe i didn't like this episode of medium talk but then he interviews somebody i do like or you know uh this this episode looks man good um what's the shit and uh i'm gonna fuck with that show from now on you know like mm-hmm. you never know what you're gonna do so um you know we prefer that everybody gets something and they can kind of decide you know as they uh peruse through it and um i think people really are digging it so yeah because you uh, you literally have 200 plus shows and each show hour two three hours depending on the length of the show so yeah. you got hundreds of hours worth of listening yep not to mention all the archived episodes on the site man mm-hmm. so, uh listen every day on the subway was uh the last one um praise the lord bakery by blacknificent as usual y'all don't disappoint the bakery scene at hour and 58 mark is classic and deserve a special tippy there's no category for that greatness peace and blessings <laughs> to you both blacknificent p.s have y'all noticed that texas specifically houston is the second most ratchet place in the country if one of your stories don't come from florida it comes from texas usually i recognize the newscasters uh, Texas does have some ratchetness, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the thing with Texas is everybody got a gun. So, right. you know, shit can get real in a hurry in, uh, Texas, man. Everybody's on 10 to start the day. Um, yes. Oh, someone told me we got a review from Canada too. Let me go back in there. Um, Woo-hoo! let me read the Stitcher review, uh, too. While I'm at it. Um, on st- uh, go ahead, Karen. No, for those of you that leave us a five star review, because you just reminded me outside of the United States, please uh let us know, and that does include Canada and Mexico, uh because with uh, iTunes it only allows us to see the continental United States. So if you're leaving a review anywhere else in the world, the, you know, shout out to the folks over in London and all these other places. Let us know. We will re- we will uh, read it because I know people are like, well, I left a review, but y'all didn't read it. Even if it was weeks ago, you can still let us know because it's still brand new to us because we didn't know it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia, anywhere. So make sure y'all do yeah. that. Uh, yeah, we got um, this one uh, from... Oh, it's also one from June 29th that I don't remember if we read. And June 26th. I don't remember. Mm-mm, me either. I'll read them anyway because I don't remember. Nope. Uh, five stars because I follow instructions. Five stars by Yolan W. Seriously, they're funny and insightful. Thank you, Rodney Karen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for following instructions, sweetie. Uh, duh. Best podcast ever. Five stars by Reasonable Lady. <laughs> I like that name. Keep up the great work, guys. Your podcast is consistently reliable for funny, in-depth, introspective, insert more positive, truthful adjectives here. Review of current events and special topics. TBGWT is too black and all comedy podcast. What Ron DMC, uh, Ron DMC raising hell is to hip hop. Five stars by B Blizzak. B B Blizzak. <laughs> I like that. Uh, in that both. Oh wait, this is a long one. Let me hit that more button. All right. In that both gave me something new to love after I hit the play button. There, I said it. I'm currently listening to episode 736, and yes, you're right, Rod. I did make an actual resolution to give you guys feedback, and today I'm finally doing it. Oh, man, I made that up. Remember I was like, New Year's resolution? Mm-hmm. It's an easy one to chop off the list. If you said I'm going to leave them a five-star review mm-hmm. in 2014. You still got time. Yeah, and I'm glad that they that, that hopped on to be Blizzard. Yes, you still got a few more months, people. Part of the cause for, of my procrastination is I've always wanted to say more than just I love your show. As a result, I catch myself overthinking what I want to say. I'm getting ready to do now uh, <laughs> like I'm getting ready to do now. 
so i'm stopping myself now and ending it with i love the show keep doing what you're doing and more positive comments to come resisting the urge to write more be black ps yes i'm aware that for a person of my demographic black 70s baby run dmc raising hell might be considered a late start in hip-hop in my defense i'm from and live in the capital of canada well be blizzard nothing to be ashamed of Mm-mm. thank you so much for leaving us a, a review man yes like, honestly and uh yes. i don't care if it took you a while um that's dope and you don't have to be verbose you don't have to leave us uh a lot of commentary you know people that leave us anything were always like you know thanks yep and anytime you leave us a five-star review as far as we're concerned that five-star review is on time it's always on time uh and then five-star review on stitcher we got one by lamont five stars this comment is a tip for the black guy who tips great service them thrones having me as a guest jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes spaghetti spaghetti ha 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 plus rod and karen are hot thank you lamont thank um, you that's uh, lamont from ls rules podcast yes thank you sweetie who finally reveals the secret of what happened with brown skinny glasses on his last show i gotta check that one mm-hmm. out that's right finally tells the world uh but thank you guys um Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And before you go on, I know I do this, but I'm going to keep on doing this. For those of you that would love to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, log into any iTunes device and up in the, uh, and type in the black guy who tips. And up in the left-hand corner, uh, it'll say leave us a review. Leave us five-star reviews. We'll read it on the show. If you do not have an Apple device, go to iTunes.com, create an account in uh, re- do the same thing as previously stated and to leave us a five-star review on stitcher it's easiest to leave it per episode so you can so if you left a five-star review on stitcher you can leave us another five-star review on stitcher you can do it per episode just click on it and if, as long as you have a facebook account you can immediately log in from anywhere uh that you use uh stitcher radio and if you don't want to do that you can find our page on the stitcher on stitcher.com and we thank you everybody that's uh going to leave a five-star review or thinking about it or made it your new year's resolution you still got a f- few more months in the year to fulfill this mm-hmm. <coughs> all right we had episodes and we had comments on those episodes on the site this is episode 734 natural hair don't care we had one comment and Narc216 says, I want to nominate time 10250 to 10351 for funniest, realest moment. No one disrespects Miss Karen, and Rod showed that by cutting that nigga hella short and hitting him with that Matumbo block. Nigga, do not ever call back. Hashtag greatness. I said, oh, yeah, wait, I put that in the tippies, too. So, yeah, I already put it in there for you. No problem. Uh, matter of fact, let me go down to other tippies before we get into these other comments on the shows. Um, subscribe, uh, subscriber Esquire on Twitter told us Karen's training ground episode 678, 51, 58 to the hour mark. Funniest moment, 2014 tipping nomination. <laughs> Funniest moment, uh, Mike and Brandon from Comedy Outliers, uh, podcast. Thank you, white man. Man, we got a lot this last week. Yes. Uh, somebody, Lucy on facebook told me sorry i don't know where how you are meant to do this but i had a suggestion for the best tipping moment for next year when rod karen and justin were doing impressions as a black dog as dmx it started at the 148 minute mark during the guest race in episode 732 i think a lot of people like that one yeah uh best episode piece of forensics uh, which is i think that that same justin episode so mm-hmm. um 
Another person said, all of you need a tip. Ashanti, not the crap singer, said, all of you need a tippy for this. Episode 732, piece of forensics, 227.50 mark. Justin, Ryan, and Karen as pound puppies trying to get chose. Yes, I'm in tears, LOL. Uh, Ashanti, <laughs> not the crap singer. So, uh, And I don't know if I remember reading this or not, but Tanya wrote in, best rant, rise incredibly frustrated, don't talk over the booze. Oh, episode 727, time <laughs> code, 233, priceless. <laughs> the most frustrating thought about that was that I, at the time I didn't know, but for some reason the booze weren't working anymore and they kept cutting off me and boo and then y'all would cut me off. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is going on? I'm in the Today. Zone. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, episode 734, natural hair don't care. Uh, that was a comment. Then we also had a poll, which was, did Wolfgang have a point about the MRA men's rights, uh, advocates? Getting a bad rap. Yes, no, or it was too long. I checked out. Yes, 3% of people say, hey, MRA dudes get a bad rap. It's not that bad. People go way too far. Okay. 21% of people said, no, MRA is problematic. And them niggas have, you know, that's, they should get a, they should get a bad rap. And 76% of people said it was too long. I checked out. That email was long as shit. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate Wolfgang right now. But I do too. Everybody was like, "Come on, man!" Like the chat room was like, "Come on, dog!" It's getting that's the twelfth point. Okay. Uh, Erica says, "Great discussion on the natural hair controversy." I have been natural for f- four years. Loving my hair has been a process. Karen hit the nail on the head as she usually does when she said that natural hair is a trend. Mm-hmm. I recall that when I was relaxing my hair, my friends who had natural always said smart things about my hair. Uh. Same, some, some of those heifers are natural hair Nazis. I don't care what others do, their hair, with their hair, or who is featured on the site. Is it me or are people just too damn sensitive and easily offended? I agree. No, honestly. Yeah. I mean, nobody can tell anybody what to be offended to, but yeah, sometimes I'm just like, man, you, this fight is the wrong fight to have. You know right. what I mean? There like, are battles to have, and this is not the one. And like I said, I know a lot of people with natural hair are not like that. But you do have some people in that crew. They are very, very snobbish. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, what? Uh, I'm pretty sure that at least one person that left us a bad review just didn't agree with our point of view on the natural hair thing. You can see it all in her insecure-ass words. Like, the shit just hits deep with certain people. So, um, but the end of the day, man, I, I really think it's because people don't like the word insecure, but right. you're insecure if you can't just like be like, all right, I don't agree with this and I'm moving on. If you got to take the fucking site down or write, you know, write, write a think piece on it or something. It's like, if it's that important then yeah, you, you have issues surrounding it. Mm-hmm. They might be valid issues, but you do have those issues. Capadonna says, Rod and Karen, I think that letter may have been longer than food stamp bitches. Martin Luther's 99 theses, theses, uh, they just spelled theses, by the way. (laughs) Theses, I think, uh, against the Catholic Church wasn't as long as that letter. That letter changed the history of religion. Personally, I think most MRAs guys don't like women at all or simply don't think of women as anything but walking fleshlights that might occasionally make a sandwich. For every one guy who has valid critiques of modern feminism, there are five to ten man children who haven't matured from adolescence uh, understanding of the opposite sex. And I think this young guy in Germany who appeared to have a reasonable argument just got tangled up with a bunch of nuts and loons and should probably walk away before he ends up like the white guy in higher learning. 
Oh, Remy, you niggers and you Jews are always sticking together, sticking together against a pure Aryan white man. Oh, um, you can't hang out with folks like that and not have their views completely corrupt your POV. Jokes aside, love the show as always. Um, I hear you, Capadonna, man. I don't know much of that movement, to Me be either. quite honest. I I see some people wake up every morning, and they are in each other's mentions, and they are fighting a good fight. Yes, they are. Uh, but your boy is not in the fight. So I don't know. And I, you know, it's one of those things where I opt out of it, man. I see people, like, advocating, like, men need to step up and get involved. Nope, I'm not. I'm not getting involved in this shit because every morning niggas are up in each other fighting like every morning like it's stupid at this point no one's minds being changed nobody's being enlightened and it's very y'all not have they not have a conversation yeah and it's very like girls versus boys right. type you know high school uh elementary shit. school like we're picking uh yeah. kickball teams and some shit yeah it's very yeah it's just very like it just doesn't feel right to see that many people arguing every damn day and you know and, no, and those people you know, like I said, the ones I've been exposed to in the MRA shit are all people that troll feminists uh all day. All day. And those are the ones I've seen because I, you know, the reasonable, rational dudes, they're not going to come across your timeline. Mm-mm. I read that email from Wolfgang and I was like, I agree with pretty much all of this. Yes, what, I did. What's the problem? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and, and in many of those cases, I think it were the same issues that feminists fight against too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like when he talked about men having to sign up for the army and women not signing up, that, that's a decision that was made by men, right. men in the government who decided that women were too weak to join, mm-hmm. not women going, we don't want to be in the only people that have made positive strides towards women being in the military are women. Right. Same thing for gay people. When gays want to be in the military, the only people that make positive strides for gay people to get into the military are gay people. It's not like straight people are sitting around like we want gays in the military. No, it's the opposite, you know, but it's, it's all about framing, you know, and I, I like that's one of the reasons I don't want to get labeled or joined into the fray of mm-hmm. one side or the other because it just seems so silly to me when you know both sides seem to have had a freaking the fucking same goal. Hey, we want equality. That means men and women should be in the army. Then why are y'all fighting? Um, anyway, uh, episode 735. Thank you, white man. Where we had, uh, Mike and Brandon on at the Comedy Outlaws podcast. I had a good time with them. Uh, very funny dudes. Very funny dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, comments were Craticus. Uh, oh, actually, let me start with the oldest one. A guy called Jeff said, I'm actually interning at C-SPAN this summer and I got to listen to comments like this on a weekly basis. So yeah, dog, I stay fuck with. And for that, thank, hashtag thank you, white man. Yeah, uh, we had, it was a caller from C-SPAN that wrote in. I was like, I, well, shit, it was a lot of them, actually. But the, yes. the last one was like, I think they need to thank the white man and stop being so mad. And like, so, okay. Um, Ed writes saying, hey, Rod, thanks for the Cumia, uh, Cumia breakdown. What a troll. Him and his crew are the same dudes calling out folks to man up and quit being soft. Well, if your time, well, it's your time, sir. Oh, wait, Ed claims it's everybody's fault but his. Classic. I don't know if you heard this, but the Race War podcast put up uh, their defense of Kumia talking about fucking with black people. Whoa. I haven't heard Race War podcast. I haven't heard her. I've heard of it, but I've never listened to I, it. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Um, So maybe I'll check it out at some point. I, the thing is, I don't like to um, like I don't like to listen to people just play devil's advocate. I like to listen to people that really believe that. Right. So if it's just something where it's like we need to have this argument just for the argument's sake, then I probably won't listen to it. 
But if somebody on there really believes that that dude was right and he didn't do anything wrong, um, I might listen to it, but I'll probably not have as much respect for that person when they get done, you know? Um, Craddockus says, any old white guy who pronounces their skin color as white gets 25 fuckable black people points automatically. <laughs> no matter what else they say. Cause, uh, some of those callers to C-SPAN. By the way, how does your life have to be going that you call in C-SPAN? C-SPAN, dog. To talk about race. Like, that's your, the, hey, let the, me call the most boring the, station on TV. I was about to say that one of the most, that you, I call into the station that will show the Senate and the Congress voting on shit. Yeah. The yays have it. The nays lost. Now moving on to Bill 532. Let's bring it up. Right. Have somebody read it, please. And then they cut back to the studio and it's, all right, these black people need to understand right. what the white man is sacrificed for them. You're welcome, boys. You're like, what? Yeah. How? Like, why would you pick up the phone for that bullshit? Yeah, C-SPAN, C-SPAN got to be one of the most boringest-ass channels. There's no music popping, no music videos, no interlude. It's just straight boring. Uh, we had episode, oh, wait, we had comments in the poll. The poll was, should Anthony Kumi have been fired? Yes, anything that hurts your company's brand counts. No, he was on his own time outside of work. 6% of our audience is stupid. They think he was on his uh, own out, time outside of work, Karen, and he shouldn't have been let go. And 94% of our audience is uh, smart, and I, this is why I support them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, it's a very easy stance. It's not just because I disagree with the dude. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been shit that happened with people that I like where I was like, yeah, you, you're going to get in trouble for that. Wow. Doesn't matter if you said it on Twitter or not. They, like, mm-hmm. it's a very simple fucking policy. If you're, because here's the problem with this whole, are you on the clock or are you not on the clock shit for public personalities? Um, a guy like Anthony Cumia, a, is part of his brand is what he does off the clock. Right. Like part of his brand is the fact that, um, you know, we can, we can send this dude out to represent Tide or some, you know, whatever the fuck supports the show. Like part of our brand is that. And if you start bringing heat on your personal life, that will have an effect on your public image because unfortunately for, you know, um, the company, human, humans, humanity does not separate you into public slash professional. Like people don't do it. People don't go, Oh, that was a private moment that he beat his wife. So that's okay for him to just keep, you know, doing this shit. We won't ever talk about it. Dude. No, if you do certain shit, people are going to do it. And Twitter is not your friend. You start ranting and raving on Twitter, you can lose opportunities. It was um the man versus food dude that just lost his show. Right. Calling people cunts and shit because cause they didn't agree with him using the word. Like uh right. the thin inspiration word. You know, would have been very easy for him to walk away from that with I mean, they weren't really insulting him. Would have been so easy to just let it go, come into work on Monday and and not even worry about it. And with Camille, it's even worse because at his job, he's basically allowed to be racist. He couldn't wait the 48 hours to get back on the air and just do it then. And it wouldn't have been a problem. And you could have context, you could have put it in the context of comedy and the radio station would have been like, okay, cool. If anybody would have argued, they'd be like, well, you know, he sent us in the context of jokes, yada, yada, yada. And they would have been justified yeah. because it has happened in the past when people have got angry about shit he said. And they're like, hey, this is in the context. But when you go on social media, ain't no LOLing. It's not framed in in, in the voice of, of um, comedy. 
and people don't know anything about you or who you are or anything like that. And these people are like, this don't sound like jokes to me. Even if they, here's the thing though. It's not even about agreeing, disagreeing, whether it's a joke or not. The fact that you brought the heat down on your employer and their sponsors was enough. Right. The fact that it was like, okay, this is going to end up being a thing. He got to go. He's edgy. He's been doing this shit for years. They've been suspended before. They've been kicked off the air of other stations. Mm -hmm. They're line pushers. The company is not sitting around going, it's like wherever the line is, they're going to push that too. So if the new line is, hey, man, uh, just don't be blatantly racist outside the confines of the studio. Guess what? That's the next line they're going to push. Cause that's what they do. They're edgy. They want to, you know, push it to that, to the limit. Um, the other thing is I find it funny. He's a libertarian. A lot of his followers on Twitter and shit that were all up in my mentions, they're libertarians. They claim to be, you know, uh, pro capitalist and all this shit. Um, business will rectify. Okay. Well, if you're such a libertarian, then why won't you recognize that in this specific instance, this is cap capitalism at work. This isn't. Mm -hmm. This is a moral police. This isn't the PC mm -mm. mafia. This this is capitalism, pure and simple. You lose their money, you got to go. They 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 not they're not like the same people that think that Hobby Lobby isn't entitled to provide birth control in the uh in their insurance for women. Yep. Think that uh think that Sirius is entitled to leave this man a job, which is the most asinine shit I've ever heard. Right. You go from one side to the other. Yeah. Like you're bad for business, the end. They, you know, we're not dealing with the headache. We're not going through the Amish shit. We're not trying to, cause it's like, the thing people forget, people always go, Amish was fired. It took so long because years. People, it didn't take years. It did, but it took a long time because, um, he, the, they tried to just go back on the air after the controversy, like nothing happened. And then it wore down the sponsors because they didn't want to have to deal with this shit. It wouldn't go away because they wouldn't, he wouldn't apologize and they wouldn't deal with it. So why go through that again for this dude that you've already suspended a couple times anyway? This is fucking yeah, obvious. And you don't know how many sponsors have told them, look, I, I, I'll come back this time, but any more shit I'm pulling out permanently. Like you don't know how many people have told them that either. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be proactive. And if he's right, if the, the market is right, and 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 it, the, then all these sponsors will say, actually, we're pulling out because you did get rid of them. We'll see. Let's see mm -hmm. who's right. Let's let the money talk. Joe Spacely says, um, what messed him up is that he didn't attempt humor with it. Having little familiarity with Opie and Anthony, well, so does many people on Twitter. Like, as famous as they are on Sirius, Sirius is a very small pond compared to you know the world the internet mm -hmm. not that's no offense to them mm -mm. our listener base is an even smaller pond we're a puddle compared to that right right raindrop right but the point being once you go on the internet that's not necessarily a fan base anymore mm -mm. and people start retweeting and spreading the words and all of a sudden a lot of people get hip to what you do and they might find it reprehensible and they might come down on you you know the company probably could have stuck with him and supported him and in general, nothing would happen because, you know, the mm -hmm. people that support him already think he's a racist and like it because, like him because of it, or they ignore it, but, you know, but they, they're okay with it. Yes. But, uh, general Twitter people don't know that. Mm -mm. So you see this, you see a bunch of racist tweets from a guy, um, with a lot of followers. A lot of people just go, okay, yeah, fuck this dude, you know? Um, and that's not even, by the way, I don't even think race is, nearly the thing that really got him fired i think uh -uh. it was the sexism 
honestly do yeah i think you call people cunts and shit bitch pig all this shit so much eventually people are like people are like that's just wrong right we got you women know? that work for the station we got women and our sponsors they don't care nothing about the racial slurs right but you start talking you start attacking just women and women in, in their group they're like nope you got to go the series have no women that work there none the series have no women that listen i'm just wondering i don't know I'm no just no saying, no I'm, somebody gotta be like i mean that's half the population dog somebody's right. probably gonna say something so that's what i was like when i say none i was like you got zero you know people that work behind the scenes you got no women okay yeah uh what what messed them up okay so i assume that they rep they present these real american tropes though through dude bro humor Maybe he thought he was being funny. I know humor rarely works on Twitter if you don't know the person. But if you throw jokes out there, uh, he put jokes in quotes, he could hide behind the people can't take a joke shield. Could have gone on the show Monday and joked about the crybabies that don't get it. Could have gotten his comedy friends to back him up. But he got all in his feelings. Well, some of them still did. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. I still do. Motherfuckers want to be on on the show so bad or, you know, try to be edgy so bad. It's like... You do realize that as a comedian, just being offensive isn't actually being funny. Nope. Like, there's so many of these motherfuckers that they just, the only thing they know is to defend the idea of, like, you should be able to say anything, no matter how mean or fucked up it is. It's like, okay, but you're a comedian, so is it funny, though? Because if I'm not entertained, it's, then it's just you saying bullshit, right. and I don't have to listen to it. Nope. And I don't have to like you or think that it's cool. Or give you my money and support you. Uh, but he got all in his feelings like the countless bleeding hearts. He no, he no doubt complains about on his show. The worst thing for, for these guys is to actually care. That's when they get into trouble. Adam Carolla writes in, this is the problem with society nowadays. In the 60s, back when we actually had a society, this never would have happened. Uh, Capadonna writes in, T- <laughs> TBWT rule 480. Americans like racism the way they prefer their porn or sexual kinks on the low and not in public. Right. Anthony, Anthony Camilla was fine as far as Sears was concerned because his racism, misogyny in general, jackass behavior was confined to the three hours of his morning show. He was an angry wild dog on a short leash and behind the fence. Once his bigotry went out of the gate and started biting random people, it was a little too much for the suits. <laughs> Yes, yes. That's a great fucking analogy. That's wonderful. It's like, it's cool, but, but it's like, once you get outside of this, you can't just start attacking random people because they're going to complain about you you attacking them. He pulled a Donald Sterling and he got bounced for being too embarrassing for the company, just mm-hmm. like Don Sterling. Felt Five says, fuck this dude, fuck his supporters, fuck Opie, fuck his cell phone, fuck his camera app, fuck his dad for fucking his mom, and last but not least, fuck his troll-ass racist fan base. I blocked 94 assholes that came up in my mentions talking shit. Now I know how activists feel when their mentions get blown up. I used an app to count the trolls. I, to count the number of trolls I blocked. One guy even tried to look up personal info on me and tweeted to Camille. Luckily, his info was inaccurate. Yeah, man, fuck racist. Wow. Yeah, he told me, like, niggas are trying to find my address. I'm like, what? Like, why? Over this nigga? Like, why? Who, what kind of, what kind of live at home in his mama's basement, 14 year old kid does something like that? Right. Supposed to be a fucking adult. That's, but that says a lot. That's the kind of trolls you have in your fan base. That's Mm -hmm. the kind of shit. And And I know everybody can't control their fan base, but he was actively going on Twitter, rallying his fan base up to get them to go to higher and higher hearts. 
Nice. Right. And that, and, and that's the, that, that group of people, we don't want the fuck over here. Yep. Like, that's just truthfully, we don't want them over here. You can go somewhere else with that shit. Uh, Prince Laron says, um, uh, hell yeah, he deserved to be fired. Sirius doesn't give a damn when it happened because they have to deal with the backlash. He did something that was causing him problems, so he had to go. It stopped being his personal time when Sirius got the first call or email. Yeah, you can tell people that, like, never have employed anybody. Right. When they thought, because, like, even if I employed somebody and they just went and had a fucking racist episode on Twitter, just me as a person, I have to be like, oh, shit. Now I got to deal with it. Because it's always about you. Like, there's nothing your employee can do that's not about you when it gets that big. Like, Mm. this, this isn't like going to your house and you know, watching pornography or, you know, talking with a friend or something. You went and publicly put this shit out there for everyone. And, you know, it got out, you know, everyone became aware. People that don't even fuck with the show became aware. It was too big. Prince Laurent, uh left a comment on episode 736, Toilet Snake, uh, where we discussed justice for ants, Solange Gate, Update, American Peril, a bunch of stuff. Um, I think that well, the worst thing about the Dick Cheney story, we talked about Dick Cheney, wait, Dick Clark, sorry, mm-hmm. I read that wrong, <laughs> Dick Cheney. How about uh, what we talking about him? Yeah, Dick Clark, uh, host of American Bandstand, turned out was very uh, homophobic and racist. Mm-hmm. Surprise, white man in the 50s. Uh, but it said uh, the worst thing about the Dick Clark story is that he was probably right. If he would have had openly gay people or interracial dancing, that shit would have been shut down. That's correct, probably right. Uh, although I will say, guys, a lot of shit that happens on TV is ahead of life. Mm-hmm. For example, we can have our first black president on TV way before we can have our first black president in real life. Shout out we to got, 24. Yeah, we have our first gay president on TV. We're going to have our first uh, gay marriage was probably on TV before real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, first transgender president. Right. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can fucking think of that is like, that is crazy. That will never happen. Happened on TV way before it was cool in real life. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I'm not going to say I don't, I wasn't alive at the time. I won't say that he wouldn't have been shut down, but I think, you know, when Star Trek is doing their interracial kiss way before you know, it's acceptable for interracial people today. I feel like that's kind of a um, thing for where, like, maybe he could have pushed the boundaries. Maybe, maybe he didn't want to, you know. True. Uh, and, I, and also, I'm not really judging. Um, I'm not really judging him more than I'm judging the era. You know what I mean? Just how ridiculously stupid all that shit was. Mm-hmm. The fact that he made those decisions shows what kind of person he really was, and he should be judged accordingly. I just wish that this story would have come out when he was alive. I would have liked to see him answer for this shit and explain himself. Yeah, if anything, the biggest lesson you learn here is how much people cover up that kind of shit. Yep, and once you die, they feel like, well, hey, we can come out with it now because you literally can't defend yourself. Forget about once you die. I don't think it's petty at all. It's just sad that people are so like, well, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want anything to happen to this person. It's like, why do we always protect bigotry in this society why can't we you know what i mean we will out a whistleblower that motherfucker go to prison but uh something like this like where we're like hey man dick clark's a huge racist and homophobe we'll never go yeah people should know let's tell everybody you know 
because a maybe. lot of people have internal issues or against it or whatever, like stuff that they're fighting against. But they be like, well, if it was me, would I want somebody to do this to me? Right. Maybe and maybe he changed over his lifetime. Maybe he wasn't. But I would have liked to true. hear him. I would have liked to hear how he had grown. You know, why not? I, there's no right for you to be on my TV every uh, every year. Let's let's why not talk about it? Let's see what you do, really believe. Does HBO contribute to the mentality of people like Elliot Rodger? No, 97% of people, 3% of people say yes. Um, episode 738, Death by a Hot Car. Um, no comments and no comments on the poll. The poll was, should white gay males stop co-opting black women's mannerisms? Yes, it's offensive. 61%. No, it's fine. 30, not 30, uh, 39%. So there you go. Um, we had one ep- one comment on an uh, old episode. Uh, my man D Sats, he's going through some of the archives of mm-hmm. shows, and uh, he was listening to episode three seventy three, save the dates, uh, where we were joined by Nick Jew and Arthur the Edgy in the studio. Mm-hmm. I think they're my one of our first in studio guests that we didn't know before we did the show. Right. Uh, I listened to this episode today while outdoors amid some traffic noise. Around minute 67, I thought that Rod and Karen asked your guests to say what their favorite welfare movies were. I don't know a lot about film, and I had never heard of this genre, but figured that it might be movies that gave insight into the lives of poor people. Everybody seemed to know some movies like that. I was fascinated, and the discussion went on for a while before I realized y'all were actually talking about Will Ferrell movies. Best regards. Uh-huh. That's right. Will Ferrell. <laughs> welfare movies. Uh, I like um, New Jack City. That's a good welfare movie. Uh-huh. Boys in the Hood. That's mm-hmm. a great welfare movie. Half of Ray. Really good welfare uh-huh. movie. Enjoyed that. Uh, Baps. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> We got some voicemails. Let's go ahead and play those. <laughs> hey, Rod and Karen. This is Mira Nirvana. Um, I've just become a premium subscriber. I had to call in the middle of the feedback show, uh, the natural hair don't care, um, as Rod cut off the asshole who called to say to cut Karen short. I wanted to call to say that, first of all, I live for Karen's rant. I'm always here for it. Fuck that bitch, motherfucker. And also, you have to bring some positivity back into it. I wanted to call it to leave voice now to tell you guys that I absolutely love your show. I listen to it all the time at work. My cousin is the one who put me on to the show, and I just can't get enough. And now that I've become a premium subscriber, I get to listen to more wonderful, wonderful, good stuff. Um, since I've been listening to the show, I've been calling people dog. <laughs> like Rod, and I've been saying, "Oh, like Karen, you guys have uh, infiltrated my brain. Um, keep up the good work, and fuck that asshole. Thanks, <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Thank bye you bye, very much. Sweetie. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you, Mira Nirvana, and uh, yeah, thank you for going premium. Thank you for listening to the show mm-hmm. and uh, supporting it. And uh, yeah, we really, uh, you know, that dude was a hundred percent wrong, man. Like, don't call up here for that. Like." We had this discussion. We don't do it as you know often anymore. But we a long time ago we decided we're not doing our radio show, quote unquote, like a radio show. We're not gonna try to imitate what you hear on the news. Uh, we're not gonna try to imitate what you hear when you listen to Tom Joyner. Um, we're not perfect. There's us, um, stutters, stammers, pauses. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a bunch of. It's gonna sound much more like an actual conversation, and that is purposeful. Like. 
I don't mind. I don't want to sound like a newscaster when I read. I'm not. Uh, sometimes we're going to stumble over words when we're reading a fucking article. Is we're, our goal is not to be perfect, perfect in that way. Nope. Um, so I just want us to have a, a legitimately authentic conversation mm-hmm. every time we're on the microphone. And yes. we're doing that. And we're doing that much better than people that can read perfectly or not have any pauses in their sentences or went to some sort of uh, journalism school. Fuck it. I'm, I'd rather have the flaws that we have than the flaws of whack ass content, you know? Yes. Cause I guarantee you, even people that leave these bad reviews or talk shit about us, um, still listen. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's up, Rodney Karen? Um, it's your boy fell five, man. Yo, I was listening to your show, uh, the fucking with black people and everything. And I heard the, uh, commentary, uh, surrounding the, uh, C-SPAN, and I think, uh, I guess in lieu of uh, events that happened last week on Twitter uh, between myself and Anthony Kumia, uh I, I guess I have to make a retraction, and uh, and I also have to uh, you know, do what that guy from C-SPAN said and, you know, give uh, all love and honor to the white man, so I will do my best <laughs> Uncle Ruckus impression right now. First of all, white man, I just want to say I love you, honor you, adore you, enjoy your smell, and I praise your name in the name of uh, our Lord and Savior, white Jesus. <laughs> nah, but for real, man, fuck that nigga, man. Like, yo, <laughs> what? This dude said that we need to thank the white man, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I, I, like, had to pull over. That shit was so funny, man. Like, I was, when that dude said that, yo, I, I kind of lost my mind. I kind of, like, started tasting pennies like Elon said. You know what I mean? But what? What? Man, dude. Okay. Okay. I, I can't even get my thoughts together behind that one. So, but uh, really, man, great show. Um, You know what I'm saying? Love what you guys do. Hey, y'all be easy, man. It's your boy, Fell Five. Peace. Peace. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad to see you call in and give all honor and praises to the white man. It's about time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he deserves it. Probably wouldn't have had all them problems in the first place if you would just did that to start off. Right. You always gotta be thankful for him. Praise him. Next voicemail. What's up, Rod and Karen? It's a long time since I've called. Uh, calling on a day where I'm a bit surprised and um, LeBron decided to return to Cleveland. Now, I understand that that's his home. Really, I think this is more about him returning to Northeast Ohio and Akron, his hometown, than it is Cleveland. And I think he really honestly believed that letter meant that he really wanted to make a, a greater impact in that area, and he really wanted to... Um, provide an impact probably as a philanthropist, probably um, through charitable works and through mentorship. But I guess I have to applaud him. I, I couldn't do it, but I guess he decided he wanted to um, go back and work for Dan Gilbert, which was a shock to me. I don't know how he's doing it, but he decided to do it. And so, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to hear um, – your thoughts on it yet and so i guess it's gonna be a day but 
I still support LeBron, and I'm wondering, are you still a LeBron fan? Are you still going to support him even though he's with the Cavs? And so that was my question, and uh, I'll be looking forward to your answer. And I guess, well, I guess, by the way, we've been sitting here waiting around for what he's going to do for the past um, two weeks. So I guess this is still the summer of Brian. So you throw that headband on and you the music. I'll let you. Uh, yeah, man, I, I kind of gave a lot of my thoughts about this on uh, Twitter and on the on Balls Deep yesterday, mm-hmm. but um, I have no problem with it. doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually am kind of proud of the dude and a bit awestruck because um, every time I think that dude can't impress me anymore, he does some shit where I'm just like, wow, that's uh, pretty amazing. I have very low expectations for people. And uh, his ability to forgive is uh, at a level that I I don't know if I'll ever reach in my life because I, I would have probably been petty to my grave over that shit. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I just like his bigger view of what really matters to him and what matters to the people that he wants to inspire and to the kids that uh, come from his area, what he wants to teach them. His essay was very well written, uh, very mature. And some of the thoughts in there are exactly why people trumpet uh, athletes uh, being role models. And I don't think athletes have to be role models, but when they want to be a role model, that's why it's even more amazing and impressive to me when you say, I want, I want to take on this role. And I think there was a lesson to be learned there about um not just compromise, because I don't think it's really about Dan Gilbert. I think there was a lesson to be learned about how some things are bigger than basketball, which immediately puts them ahead of so many other players, in my opinion, because you don't have to be bigger than basketball, but this idea of wanting to be like, yo, this narrative is bigger than just Dan Gilbert. It's bigger than these Cleveland fans who burn my shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the kids from Akron, it's about little LeBron and what his he what what would he want his hero to do, you know? And when he said something about going back to, because he kept mentioning Northeast Ohio, not Cleveland, because I I think there's a clear distinction in the letter that he understands that Cleveland fans and Dan Gilbert that's a business arrangement. That's not these aren't his friends. These aren't you know. But Northeast Ohio, those kids that grow up there are like him, and he's like. The lesson I want them to see is you don't have to escape this neighborhood. You come back and make it successful. And if everybody does that, we'll make Akron a place to be, not a place to be ashamed of or scared of or to escape. And uh, that's a it's a huge lesson, man. We talk about, especially with black people, we talk about, um, you know, uh, so often like, why are our neighborhoods this way? Why don't people uh invest why you know people are gentrifying our shit but um there's something to be said when somebody's like no you can come back invest in what we have and make it better uh that's a huge lesson and a huge power move in itself so uh yeah i you know i have no issues with it uh dan gilbert issued a public apology basically via that yahoo interview um not not really sure what else needs to be done um also uh, I feel like everybody 
the best analogy I could think of yesterday was a, it's like you watched a woman break up with her man via text or, 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 or switch the genders. It, it doesn't even matter what gender. Somebody broke up with someone else via text message and we all go, that's a crummy move. You know, that's kind of fucked up. And there's some of us that like, you know, trolling and like, that's gangster. Fuck that trick, right? Whatever. You know. <laughs> ah, I broke up with that motherfucker by text message, dog. Um, and up until that point, that relationship had been amicable, fruitful, and they had, you know, seemed to be on the same page. And it was kind of a crummy way to break up with her, right? Or him. Um, and then the other person got so mad they went on facebook and they went on facebook and wrote a post i fuck you fuck your mama fuck your kids you a bitch i can't believe you broke up by text message and then from that point on everyone picked a side in the breakup either with the boyfriend or you with the girlfriend now if you with the boyfriend you talk shit about the girlfriend if you with the girlfriend talk shit about the boyfriend or you know one party or the other however you want to put it and people did that for four years. Mm-hmm. Me included. I was like, fuck Dan Gilbert. I don't know much about him, but that what I do know is that letter. Dan Gilbert could be fucking uh, the most altruistic motherfucker in the planet. I don't know because all I know is that letter. And um, I think the um, perspective that this all added to it, for me anyway, was was pretty enlightening because it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You guys had a seven-year working relationship where things were fine, and then y'all had this one episode of craziness that is defining both of you, um, you know, uh, to a large extent with a lot of people. And seeing people kind of get over that, seeing, you know, I mean, and by people, I mean LeBron and Dan Gilbert, and mm-hmm. seeing that is is powerful to me, man. Like, you know, one of my biggest things in my life that uh i that i believe in is purging negative emotions out of my life like i try not to have them um i'm human so i happen sometimes but i try to like get negativity away from me because it's not really good for you Mm-mm. and i think this is one of the ultimate examples of people going let's just be bigger people than what we were four years ago mm-hmm. and i think they are i think even the comments in dan gilbert's interview say exactly that He's not the same dude that wrote that letter and probably wasn't that dude before he wrote that letter in a lot of, to a large extent, you know? Um, and yeah, I think they both have, uh, done some petty shit to each other cause they're humans. Uh, I think leaving that letter up for four years, um, had a lot to do with his, uh, uh, pride. I don't think Dan Gilbert wanted to take it down and, and make it seem like, Hey, all these Cleveland fans that I riled up against this dude, actually, I don't feel that way anymore, and I'm embarrassed by it. I shouldn't have done that. He didn't want to do it because he had already invested in that was his brand now. Angry dude that's going to tear apart the NBA. And then also um, LeBron. You know, when he did the that shit stank, don't it, and all that stuff, and, you know, uh, people are going to have to wake up and live your lives or whatever. I know that. Even though those moments to me are not reprehensible, if in his heart of heart, he feel heart of hearts, he feels like these were things that I really did, shouldn't have done. And I regret doing it. How the fuck will I tell him how to feel about that? Right. He's the one who's like, you know, also the hypocrisy of people actually going, oh, I support the power move of the decision and him choosing his own destiny. But then not supporting this, you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. 
Because this is the same shit. This is the same idea of ultimately i want to pick where i play for the reasons that i believe in not the reasons that will please the most fans not the reason that'll make you happy not just for lebron james i'm gonna do this and the whole world stopped without a decision being needed without a tv special everybody was obsessed with this shit it still moved the needle um and he did it in such a classy way this time uh, proving that, you know, lessons were learned about how to deal with stuff, proving that he's a more mature man than when he left Cleveland. When he put out the Trayvon Martin hoodie photo with his teammate, that that to me was a moment where I said, this dude is different than the the boy prodigy that played basketball. Like, this dude's a man, uh, you know. And so I, I have nothing but respect. I don't feel there's, – there's not one thing about this I feel negative about, even – the Dan Gilbert quote unquote winning shit, I've I've gotten over it. Like it's just not a big deal to me because you're not gonna get long in this world trying to keep rich people from making money off of everything. Mm-hmm. It's just not gonna happen. So if that's your goal, like I hate to see rich people that are morally bankrupt get more money. Well, yeah, you're gonna be f- fighting a long time. So uh I don't I think that uh and I and like I said, I don't even know that that dude I realized by reading that dude's uh interview that I don't know that dude to necessarily be the worst person on the earth. I just assumed it. I didn't like that letter and that was enough for me. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that's a very snap judgment and if uh you know and, and if LeBron is can be snap judged the other way off of that shit, then um you know that and i think those people were wrong to jump to that conclusion after all this evidence that he's not really that kind of guy um i i feel the same thing for uh you know dan gilbert to some extent where i'm willing to let the jury be out and give him a second chance the same way uh lebron's doing so yep no issue for me um karen if you had did you want to add anything are you good yeah um for me the way i look at this situation uh LeBron has set standards for the new generation of basketball players. Most people, when it comes to basketball, they, for some reason, fan bases and teams alike, for some reason think the player is just supposed to have this undying loyalty to the team and to the fans. But at any time, a team can trade you, a team can get rid of you, a team can end your contract or whatever it may be. And that's all business. It's always business when it's a team's decision. But anytime a player decides, I want to do this and I have the power in my hands, all of a sudden it's never a business decision. It's always you're unloyal, you're not faithful, you know, you don't, you don't love your fan base. When at the end of the day, really the fan base, they make decisions and they don't really give a fuck about the fans. Uh, you know, people don't want to admit this, but this is a true fact. When they make these decisions, a lot of them have shit to do with the fans. And I think that LeBron has set a standard that says, I'm going to pick and choose my own destiny, do what I want to do, because I am rich enough to make this choice and make this decision on my own without any outside influences. And me included, a lot of people underestimated how much he loved home. Mm-hmm. A lot of people underestimated that. He loves Cleveland. He, lo- he, lo- he loves that area. Like, that's his home. 
Well, it's not Cleveland. I'm Akron is where it's I mean, from. Akron. And I just want to, only reason I'm saying, bringing this up is because in the letter, it's clear distinction between Northern Ohio, aka Akron, and then how he feels about Cleveland is okay. Different. I, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not from there, but yeah. but um, thank you for clarifying that. And my thing is this: he has enough money in his pocket where he can make a decision about his finances and not have to consider any money in these decisions. And most people in their lives would love to make decisions and eliminate money. Just make decisions because it's some shit that they want to do. This decision makes him happy. And at the end of the day, his happiness is more important than how the fans feels, than how the owners feel, than how anybody else feels. His happiness. And to me, when it comes to these things, people are all in their feelings and all hurt. Like, it, it upsets me when a lot of people says that, well, um, it's not right and it's not fair. Um, when it comes down to it, Business wise, he has not broken the law. He he fulfilled his like he fulfilled his contract in Cleveland when he left. He fulfilled his contract with the Heat. He well, fulfilled it. And the Heat fans aren't nearly as mad as Cleveland was. I think no. a lot of that was because of how he was like the the marketing campaign that was his Cleveland like t- his tenure in Cleveland. This whole the chosen one and he's going to bring a championship and he's one of our own and all this shit. And, uh, I think the backlash wasn't the same. Plus it's the second time that he's leaving the team. So there's less to be upset about. It's not as shocking. Mm-mm. Um, so I, I think, um, you know, and, and I think that letter just diffused a lot of shit, man. I think that letter for me just ended all the speculation. He told you exactly why he did it. Now you don't right. have to agree with it, but, Mm-mm. You know, this whole idea like kowtowing to the white man and he's a sellout and all this shit. That man, you can miss me with all that shit. Like, if you think that about him now, to me, you're no better than the Cleveland fans who thought he was a whore for leaving. Like, I have no respect for you and I think your opinion is fucked up, you know? Yeah, and and it's funny how they judge LeBron so harshly when you have other players that have retired that have been on five, six, seven, eight teams due the course of their career mm-hmm. and left on their own. Shaq did it a lot. Mm-hmm. And nobody is is and Shaq did get half of the backlash he did. And I think for a lot of people they have an issue with you leaving with you do making these decisions in the in your prime. But who gives a fuck? The decisions that they make don't really don't have anything to do with us. We just emotionally quote unquote a lot of people are emotionally invested into sports sometimes more than I think they should be. And they take, they take shit personal. That's not personal. All this has is, is not a personal slight against you or against your team. This is strictly business. And I mean, that's kind of the way I, I look at it. Yeah. I think it, even if it's personal for him, that's fine. It should be personal for him. He's the only one that matters. And right. a lot of people underestimate how much he cares about his family. Mm-hmm. And how much his his family doesn't care about the big lifestyle in in um in Miami. Like right. it took it took him two years to convince Savannah to come down there with the kids. Like this is not you know what I mean? This shit is just it's hard for people to imagine because they're so envious of these athletes. Some of this shit ain't important to them. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like LeBron James doesn't care about necessarily being um the big time star of a of, of a big TV market or whatever. I don't think he. I think he cares about his brand. I think he cares, but there's some things he cares about more. And I think uh, people are like, "How dare you care about your family and raising your daughter back home more than you care about 
living your dream in Miami. It's like, well, if it's not, his, if he's telling you his dream is actually to do shit at home mm-hmm. and where he's from, then why the fuck would you tell him what his dream is? You don't know. I know you don't. You know, so I just, you know, I have a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, respect for, uh, that dude, man. And I, you know, like, I think a lot of people were only feigning respect because they just disliked, they liked the idea of kicking back at Dan Gilbert. Then they liked, yep. um, then they actually liked LeBron and, I wasn't one of those people. Um, mm-hmm. I was, de- I'm definitely a person that just, I'm a big fan of LeBron. Not when I think he can't impress me more, he does some shit like this where I'm like, wow, that I could not have done that. You know what I mean? Like this is one of those true moments in sports where I'm like, I, my highest of hopes is that I could do something like this. You know what I mean? Where I could, my highest of hopes is that I could be like, you know what? Let's be big. I'm going to be a bigger person about this shit. Mm-hmm. Cause way too often I'm like, nope, I'm petty and I'm just going to go to my grave with that. You know, fuck you forever. And, uh, he didn't. Next voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's Erica from Cleveland. Just calling in to show y'all some love. Um, also, I have to nominate the last feedback episode when the guy called in to talk about something ignorant about Karen, which I totally disagree with. I want to nominate that point. I think it's an hour and three minutes when Rod gets in his at like three times. That was so epic. That's love right there. That's how you ride for yours, and I'm totally here for it. Guys, have a great weekend. Can't wait to hear the rest of the show. I listen every morning. I love you guys. Bye. Uh, thank you, Erica from Cleveland. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, welcome on getting LeBron back. You mm-hmm. know, good job um, there. And, uh, yeah, uh, I forgot to mention also with LeBron before I say about Erica, um, this isn't going to be the same relationship before guys. Mm-mm. He is probably going to have an opt out cause every year or two now. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll never be disrespected or treated badly by Dan Gilbert again. Mm-hmm. And if he is, he'll be on the next flight to somewhere else. Yep. This is not the same dude. He's coming back with two rings, coming back a, a more mature, grown professional man. Um, I, I think even even the ideas of his homies and quote unquote posse, which is actually his management team, being like these immature dudes that had to run of the place. It's not. I actually wonder if they'll because they will be able to have the run of the place if they want it because they they're kingmakers. They brought LeBron back home. Yeah, I actually wonder if Maverick Carter and no and and Paul. I wonder if those dudes are even if they even care about that shit at this point. Nope. You know what I mean? They're about that money. Like, they're like, look, we got, we got other shit. Let's get another Nike contract and Samsung contract and all that other shit. Yes. Yeah, this isn't the same. And he's already proven he'll leave now. Yeah, it'll never be the same relationship that, that people didn't like in the first place. Um, all right. And with, as far as Erica, uh, yeah, fuck that dude, man. That was so fucked up, man. Like, I, I think a lot of these dudes don't, love anybody or don't respect women in their lives and shit because Mm -hmm. if he understood what it is to love and respect somebody he would have never even called up here with that shit to be quite honest he would have just thought twice and said oh yeah i'm actually calling in and insulting his wife so Mm -hmm. that's probably not a good thing to do let me not leave that message you know because it was you know it was a very stupid message of you know because even if we weren't married it's still hey co-host of the show yep i don't want you to contribute as much as you do 
who who the fuck are you to decide anything and a lot of times people that do shit like that they don't contribute to anything Mm-mm. they're not going to be a premium person they don't support they're not going to leave you a five-star review they're not going to spread the message on social media nope they like they're just people that want to come in drop their hateful two cents and Disrupt then walk everything. out of the door and i have no respect for that shit man you, you got to be a better person than that i'm a person that believes in being fans of people uh believes in uh you know supporting what i love mm-hmm. and even in those cases man like there's a ton of shit i listen to where i don't agree with everything they say nope i don't write in and i'm fucking disgusted unless it's some like pure comedy like when uh fire started didn't like um spider-man and we made i made jokes about it for two weeks unless it's something like that we're i'm not gonna call in and fucking yell at you like we just disagree and move on mm-hmm. or you know i don't like this co-host of the show then listen to some fucking else some other show you know uh there's plenty of other shows out there that that are uh either derivatives of us or been doing it longer or better than us or 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 similar to us where you don't have to deal with anyone like me and karen at all so please feel free to go deal with that shit because i am personally not uh you know here for your nonsense and do not write the show disrespecting us don't leave voicemails disrespecting us um we're not here at your beck and call and we don't like this is an at will fucking service that we do so if you don't like it just move the fuck on um thank you for listening though uh we got some uh emails um phone lines over 704-557-0186 um we got a couple emails from people who uh, emailed us throughout the week. The emails are blackouttips at gmail.com when it's not freezing up like it's doing right now. What the <clears> fuck? <throat> Just clicked on that email like five times and nothing happened. Um, let me see if it'll work this time. Okay, cool. Asia writes in, hot, must- hot mustard. Rod and Karen, I forgot which episode it was. You two were discussing the travesty that is uh mcdonald's no longer having hot mustard but i felt your pain as that was always my favorite i nearly cried at the register when they told me they didn't have any hot mustard and i had to settle for that fake honey mustard right today i stopped at a mcdonald's for the first time in a while i and wouldn't you know it i was told they had they don't have any honey mustard all they had was hot mustard hold on we got a call coming in yo you're on with the blackout test what's up Hey, man, what's going on, Brad? Oh, Hi, shit. Man. How you doing, what's sweetie? What's going on, Keith? Nothing much, man. Hey, can you hear me? All right, man, you, on the, you in the car, man. Nah, yeah, yeah, I hear you. We hear you I good. Hear you. Okay, man. Hey, man. It's, I know it's been a minute like a motherfucker, man, but hey. How y'all been doing, man? Oh, we, we great, doing man. Good. Great, dog. Can't complain. Okay. That's what's up, man. Hey, bruh. Me and you ride, man. Look here. I was pissed as fuck yesterday about this whole LeBron situation, bro. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it took a minute, bro. I had to calm down. I was a little hot. You know what I'm saying? And um, I calmed down, and I I just got to listen to what you were talking about, and I read something um, that little brother supposed to say on Facebook. I mean, hey, man, yeah, the dude went back. And it's funny, I had no problem with the first decision. And I really didn't have a problem with him going home. I just, it, it's just that thing in me, man, that just don't like, I just don't like to let white folks slip. 
And mm. once they slip, I'm in their ass. And I just wanted LeBron to give me his ass. You know what I mean? Mm. It, 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 just some, it was just something that's recording me, dog. I can't even swear. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that, that Mississippi upbringing, but I wanted, I literally wanted him to just say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not going back. And he did. And you know what? On the cool, I was never a big LeBron fan to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably just not going to be a LeBron fan to continue on. But I understand the man got to do what he got to do. Your choice, no matter how it looks, it just, and it probably going to never sit well with me. But I feel what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, man, everybody has their pride and shit, but, mm-hmm. you know, right, like, right. like, it's his, it's his decision to make, man. I've always been a big supporter of him making the best decision for himself, and I don't feel like he's going back with his hat in his hand. I feel like he's mm-hmm. going back with all the power and control, and uh, I think people are going to be very surprised by how this stint goes compared to the last one and how much power he displays. And how much, uh, you know, Dan Gilbert is just going to be playing the back, you know? So I don't, I, I, I have no problem with it, man. Uh, sucks that Dan Gilbert kind of quote unquote gets a win, but I also judge Dan Gilbert over that one letter and nothing else. I don't know anything else about that dude. Um, so he might be the coolest dude in the world that had one fuck up. And, uh, I'm, if, if LeBron thinks that, cause LeBron was closer to him than I am. Then uh, I'm willing to let it roll. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Oh, um, and this anti and cool your thing, bro. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you people that listen, bro. Okay, I'm a, you know I'm a truck driver. I've been doing this shit for a long time. Like I was listening to the OB and Anthony show, like back in the day and shit when they was on XM. Mm-hmm. When they had just got back on fucking radio after they fucking had those suspended with our radio for like three or four years of shit, and I can't front. That's the only reason I know about Bill Burr and Louis C.K. and all these other cats. Mm-hmm. Because they fuck with the show all the time. That's how I, that's how I end up fucking hearing about Patrice, you know, Patrice O'Neill or whatnot. Yeah. And, and it kind of fucked me up because even though the show was, you know, shock, jock, humor and shit, and, you know, that tagline, ain't nothing wrong with the 20, that was their shit. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of got used to it. And, you know, it was racism and this, that, the third, sexism, all that bullshit. And you hear it, it is all in the name of comedy. But I ain't gonna lie to you, bruh. It fucked me up because one, dude, Patrice was like, type of shit. I'm talking about that type. But then for him, I've never even heard or seen him act like that. Mm-hmm. Like on the show, he like says all jokes and shit. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've always took it for that. Now I ain't gonna lie, I haven't listened to the show in years because I've been, I've been local, so I don't, I don't do the series and all that shit. When they still died, I died with it. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen that dude act like that. Like, I've seen him act crazy and go at a dude before. Yeah. I've never seen him act like that. And it, it totally threw me for a fucking loop. Now, I mean, hey, you call the state of state. If you raise it, you raise it. It's cool. I got no issues with that. Got no issues with anybody feeling that way. It just fucked me up because I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, with Patrice come at this nigga or will Patrice literally crack jokes and you know what I came up with I thought I just figured him and Patrice would crack jokes about the whole shit because that's the type of dude Patrice was and it's like yo I couldn't even be mad about it because at the end of the day dude lost his gig and you know in, you know, in game 
Yeah. But it is here, man. I just never saw that one coming. It's funny that you, I, it's funny that you listened to that show and that dude was a racist and were able to rationalize that. And he was a racist every day, but then Dan Gilbert fucked up one time. You like, fuck him forever. Dude, notice, notice what your wife said, man. In the, in the, in, the, in that studio, yeah. right? It's all comedy. Jim, Jim Norton, Opie, all comedy, all jokes. And like I said, when Patrice came on, Louis C.K., all them cats, all the same racist humor. You mm-hmm. couldn't tell from one racist from the other that was the case. It was all in the name of comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I never really even took that shit serious. That's why when that shit actually happens and I'm reading these tweets, I'm like, damn, Cubs are really spazzing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude, like I say, this dude was a groomsman at Bill Burr's wedding, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is like fucking that hung out with Patrice O'Neill's family. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, what he did was cool or anything like that, so I don't want to get twisted. Right. I just, it's just one of the things like, yo, I've never seen it. And like I say, buddy lost his job, that's it. I understand. It just fucked me up. Yeah. Like, threw me for a loop. And you know, I, I don't know if you know. But you know how I'm kind of hard on white folks, buddy, and that shit do me for a little. Yeah, I don't, like I said, it's just funny to me, and I'm not saying like uh, that it wasn't jokes and shit when on the show, but it's just funny because like that's how we are as people, where it's like, oh nah, this dude could go on the air and make racial jokes every morning, every day, and I still give him the benefit of the doubt, but. Dan Gilbert fucked up one time. Nobody gives him the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Because, Ever. Yeah, because for people's mind, it's not steeped in comedy. Yeah. It's like, you meant that shit. Yeah, and like, they'll never give him the benefit of the doubt. And people's still giving this, uh, Anthony Camille do, uh, benefit of the doubt. Even with that rant, there's people out there that's, uh, black people that were in my mentions oh, oh, dude. defending them. Oh, I can say straight up, cause, um, that shit. They, they're like, you know how you got your following this shit? Bro, they got there too. Like, you know, I, I'm a people watch, dog. I just yeah. look fuck around and just kind of took out, you know, interact with folks and see how they get down, man. Come up with crazy shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you got, you, got, you got guys, you know, you got white guys, you got black guys, you got all types of, you know what I'm saying, races, and they was about them jokes, bro. Mm-hmm. They was just about them jokes, and the people who follow that show follow the comedians that follow that show. Yeah. I mean... It was just one of the things, man. I mean, shit, fuck it. I mean, he lost his job, so I mean, I get it. But I don't know Dan Kim. So it was like that one strike rule. You know, one strike you out of here, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like I said, I'm not, I'm not judging you. It's just funny. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I think that's how everybody is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know this nigga as well, so he get one fuck up. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I knew him better, maybe I, you know, and I think that's the difference between us and LeBron. LeBron does know Dan Gilbert. Dan mm-hmm. Gilbert's the same dude that gave him keys to the city. He's the same dude that rolled out the red carpet for his homies. He's the same dude that uh, tried to get every player that LeBron ever wanted to come to Cleveland. Um, right. So as for LeBron James, the working relationship is totally different than ours. And even with all that, if you read the letter carefully, he never talks about anything about making anything up to Dan Gilbert. It's not about Dan read, Gilbert. It's bigger than I read it this morning, matter of fact. Yeah, it's much bigger than Dan Gilbert. Hey, we got to move on, dog. We got to finish the show up. But uh, thanks for calling, Keith. It's been a while. Hey, man, no doubt, man. Y'all be good, man. All right, be Peace. safe on the road, man. Yes, Peace. very safe. Peace. Oh, cut him off. My bad. But uh, all right, man. Let me get back to this letter. I'm so sorry, Asia. You were talking about something very important to me. 
today I stopped at McDonald's for the first time in a while, and when you know I was told we don't have any honey mustard, all I have is hot mustard. I nearly cried at the register. I nearly cried at the register again. I even attached the proof. The hot mustard is back, y'all. Asia D. And you know what, Asia? I went and got some last night. Oh, shit. I need to go get some today. Mm -hmm. You know what? I bet you they got... I think that they underestimated how many people bought that shit. Mm-hmm. And when and word started spreading, we're like, what you mean they ain't got none? They ain't got none? Yeah, Girl, for, I heard they ain't got none of both. Forget about LeBron going to Cleveland. I'm happy that Mustard is back to McDonald's. Right. That's my party. That's the real MVP. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, feedback. This is by my man Jay Sarge. He says, I really appreciate this show. As I have followed for a while now and need to leave a feedback. Rod and Karen. Y'all are truly great, uh, truly entertaining people. And I respect the realistic outlook you give on a functional relationship. Oh, phone call. Yo, you on with the Blackout Tips. What's up? Hey, what's up, Rod and Karen? This is Black Rob. How y'all doing? What it is, Good. Black Rob. How you doing, sweetie? Oh, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Uh, I just wanted to give y'all some love for, uh, for Bob D yesterday, man. Uh, I, I know I fuck with y'all because when I first heard the news about LeBron, I was, I was hyped up because I'm like, oh shit, it's a Friday. I got to, I get to hear uh, Rod and Justin talk about this shit. It's gonna be good, <laughs> and uh, y'all didn't disappoint, man. I appreciate the way y'all come at it, you know, because instead of just the the typical, you know, sports stuff like Karen was saying, y'all y'all get silly with it, which is right up my alley. So yeah, I man. definitely appreciate it, man. No doubt, man. We always see you in the chat room, man, uh, yes. making those very racist guesses and stuff, man. And, uh, <laughs> We appreciate you, dog. And, uh, we, yeah, a lot of people were very excited about Balls DVS. People were, like, I took a nap, woke up, and my timeline was full of shit like, hey, Balls Deep, man, what time? Y'all going, I can't wait till three o'clock. Oh, did you hear the news and all this shit? And, uh, yeah, cause so. Roger woke up not even really knowing what had happened cause he was long gone sleeping. I think, uh, I do give, uh, Premium Pants a credit because I, I think that y'all was like, maxing it out they, like people showed up in droves i was like i've yeah. never seen this many people in there yeah we had a lot of people in the chat yesterday man yes. so uh thanks thanks uh thanks to y'all man hey no doubt man it's always fun uh in there and for people who ain't premium man y'all missing out especially in the pre-show you know playing the, the coming back home music yesterday that was a good touch <laughs> you know yeah yeah that's yeah that's, yeah that's that is another part of the show that uh is just uh people don't even get to listen if they don't listen live uh to the premium shit y'all have so many jokes yeah we normally like first 30 minutes is just us talking shit about other shit anyway so yeah and then sometimes they get on the road they'd be like an hour hour 15 and they ain't even start the show yet yeah so we definitely want to give people that money's worth man oh yeah it's definitely worth it man uh the other thing i want to talk about man um and you, you, you touched on this before about how, you know, mature and, and well balanced LeBron is. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that to me is when you look at it, he really shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think about it. He a, he a kid from the hood. His daddy wasn't around. His mama is, is Gloria. I mean, she, she the, the mama who fucked his teammate. She was messing with a rapper in, down in Miami. Like, ever since LeBron was like 15, he been, told, you know, he's going to be the next big thing. Like, he should, by all accounts, be the most unbalanced, like, dysfunctional human being walking. But he's not, you know what I mean? He got on, he put his boys on, and it's like, the stuff like that is what's most impressive to me about him, Mm -hmm. you know, considering all the circumstances, you know? Well, he's matured over time, man. I mean, he's one of the people that, one of those rare people that, uh, you know, was supposed to not be this guy. 
and grew, mm-hmm. grew into a man, dog. He's one of those rare people that had every opportunity to take the off ramp and be Chris Brown or be Justin Bieber mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh dude is not only mature, but, you know, probably the best representative of the NBA and his brand mm-hmm. that we've had uh shit in a long time. Yeah, for sure, man. It's always a, uh, uh, you know, it's always uh, good to see that to see somebody you know come through and, and beat the odds like that. You know, no doubt. Um, my, my last thing on ball these sports, man. I'm gonna need y'all to stop slandering baseball like that, man. Baseball helped me pay for a year and a half of junior college, man. You know what I mean? It's not a, <laughs> it's not as boring as y'all make it out to be. You're actually uh, very, very lucky because I forgot to read a comment <laughs> on the last show, and the comment asked us, "Is baseball a real sport?" So <laughs> you, you, you very, very lucky. Like we could have went way harder yesterday. I, we'll probably get to it next week, but uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what Justin thinks about that. And don't tell me, I, I'm gonna be the official baseball correspondent of Ball Deep Sport. I'm gonna send y'all an email every week, just talking shit about baseball. I'm gonna make it like real long and detailed, like uh, old boy wrote it about the Oh, uh, Esquire, yeah. We need, we need more Lionel Esquire emails. <laughs> Shout out to him. Love you, sweetie. <laughs> uh, thanks, Black hey, Rob, man. No doubt, y'all. Hey, thanks again for everything y'all do, man. No I doubt, really appreciate it. I'm heavy, man. I really appreciate it. You too, man. Thank thanks you. for supporting us, man. Peace. Peace, sweetie. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we were reading Jay Sarge's email. He said, y'all are truly entertaining. We don't burst, y'all. Black, we got black folks who like baseball. Y'all are truly entertaining people, and I respect the realistic outlook you give on functional relationship. Uh, Karen stays so authentic in every form and fashion on this show, and Rod is a hardworking man who constantly delivers a quality product. Woo-hoo! This podcast has opened up my eyes to a whole new perspective of people having an intelligent conversation that at any time could yield tons of laughter. It's worth the money for sure, and I never question supporting you guys, especially Balls D Sports, since that is always a unique perspective on sports. I will keep supporting to hopefully help y'all make this y'all sole job. Finally, it seems Justin has no rational logic <laughs> in his predictions for anything. Yet, for them thrones, he called damn near most of the key turning points in relationships with his Justin logic. I know. <laughs> I don't I know. know how he did it either. What do you do? Him and, and, and Martin, GRR Martin need to hang out. I really don't know how he does it. His random tangents always take these shows to another level. Thank you guys. Great to see the consistent growth, and I hope y'all make it to another 739 shows. JSR. Thank you. Well, uh, here's to number one of making it back to seven, another 739. Uh, Michael A says, Hey, Rod, want to say thank you for putting me on the Titanfall. I just bought it and I'm already hooked. Did you happen to see the new AC Unity trailer? Yeah, I did. Every time that franchise puts out a game, I keep hoping they have a Nat Turner-style persona as his main character. Uh-huh. As weird as that may be, LOL, and as a premium subscriber, I have gave my gratitude and appreciation to you and Karen for your hard work you guys put on the podcast. Keep it the great job, Mike. Mike, have you played the Assassin's Creed um, Freedom Cry joint, though? A lot of people like that one. Mm, I was a slave going around fucking up the white folks. She was good. <laughs> I, man, that game is just like a, a DLC, and it's probably only like four to six hours of actual playable time. I, that shit took me like 20 hours, dog. I killed all the white people. Okay, guys? I was like, <laughs> oh, you own slaves? You own slaves? 
you know what i know i'm on a mission i'll make the time and i made the time every time dog i ever I freed all of Africa. I changed the his course of history. Like, oh lord! In the Assassin's Creed universe, slavery ended in like seventeen eighty five because your boy ended it. I was oh, so what you do in that rolls over into the game? What do you mean? No, it's, it's, it's it takes place in the in like uh, virtual reality history. So. Okay, but yeah, I, your boy ended slavery in that piece. I was killing slaves. I was killing uh free. I was killing them slavers like it wasn't nothing, dog. Like any any situation, I'll just show up and be like, "I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna take this shit." And yeah. I and I was robbing all their plantations, and I and they wasn't done robbing till everybody was dead, dog. I'd <laughs> be like, "Oh, you you stole all the shit." I'm like, "Nope, not yet. I ain't steal these lives." And you still living? Sad Creed Freedom Cry, brother is. If, if you're into that, then uh, you want that Nat Turner story. That's close as you're gonna probably get for now. Uh, praise the Lord Bakery. Leonard Brothers says this episode is currently being recorded on Spreecast, so I can't give you a time code, but I'm writing this right now to nominate Praise the Lord Bakery sketch on episode 737 for the funniest moment in the upcoming Tippy Awards. Uh, yes, several people nominated it, and I think Leonard Brothers even put it in the official, uh, thread today. Wolfgang said, follow up. Now, this is the guy who wrote that long ass email last time. Mm-hmm. This one is not as long, but still quite long. And full of YouTube clips and other shit. Three points. Sorry for my last mail was so long. No problem. One, I suggested getting a Dodgecoin wallet to tip you. For your convenience, Dodgecoin.com. This is simple enough. And you only need to publish your wallet's address for me to help tip you. Please publish your wallet's address. I'll I'll, I'll get that done this week, uh, Wolfgang. No problem. Number two, since apparently mail rights causes, causes are underappreciated, let me help you out a bit. I mean, after all, I feel you could at least take this for guess the race or something else, but I would appreciate it on a personal level if you would at least read this because I feel these may be stories where you at least would agree that they are fucked up. Well, I agree, for the record, I agree that a lot of the stuff you talked about in the first one, I agree with you. So Yeah, I did too. It was just long as shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, That's I all. But really we didn't have the time, but I, everything you pointed out, I was like, that's a good point. Not not arguing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't there's no race on this article you sent me about the sexting case, uh, so I can't tell what the race is. It says wonderful case in which a teen boy is going to be forcibly given an injection and his genitalia photograph against his will to prove that it was his penis, but damn, I wonder if they would do that to a girl, you know, same crime, same punishment is all and all. Um Um I don't know that uh i didn't read the article so i don't know the details on it but i don't know that same crime same punishment uh always goes against uh goes in our system goes for women anyway like yeah a lot of times if like me and karen conspired to murder somebody i get more time period Mm, you got a penis yeah so and that's fucked up you know it's not it is now you know theoretically that shouldn't happen but but uh, but that's one time where your vagina kind of wins yeah and that's one of those cases where i i don't fight that battle because i just don't care that much but Mm -hmm. you know it is i won't but i won't you won't get me to lie and say it's not uh also quite a nice case little boy of eight gets arrested for lewd conduct with his 14-year-old babysitter after the mother complained about it. Uh, okay. Nice case. 
where the word of a woman is good enough for an arrest and there were no negative consequences for the woman afterwards yeah that happens all the time mm-hmm. uh, well not all the time not all the time but that happens but the reason that that really happens is because if you start arresting people for making false rape claims or sexual whatever crime claims uh there's already an uh fear that um a lot of these places aren't reported as is right and if in so many of these cases sometimes the only thing you have is your word yep and um if we make it where it's like don't come forward with any accusations or you will be taken to prison if we can't prove it in court um i think you'll scare people from even reporting actual rape right so that's the reason i think that happens now you know you can argue over the you know what the sum good versus bad of that is but that's the reasoning i would look at uh nice that boys will not be taught to support feminist issues but taught to be feminist i have no problem with that i i I don't think that the uh, I don't think men can't be the feminist. Men can be feminists right. as well. I don't know. And I don't think that teaching kids to be feminist or whatever is a negative thing, you know. Um so like the word like feminist isn't like being black and it's not like being a woman. Mm-mm. They're not turning the boy into a woman. They're making them aware of these issues and saying be part of this cause. Don't just support this cause, but be part of it. Right, you know? because don't y'all have women that are MRA or MRM? Like, don't they support the men's rights, men's rights movement? Like, it's not all men. No. That's one of the biggest misconceptions about your movement is that there's no women in it. There's women in it. And, the, you know, I don't think they should have to worry about quibble over the label of, well, I support MRM. I think they should be able to be like, I'm, MR, I'm in the men's rights movement. I'm, you know, men's rights activist. I'm a woman mm-hmm. and I believe men need these rights, like need equality. I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think gender should be the defining, like, line Issue. on who can be in and out of a cause. Right. Um, kind of a pet peeve for me. I think, at the very least, it's disconcerting to see. Uh, I don't know what that one was about. Um, number three, since you did not know niggas with hats or fear of a black planet, um, fear of a black hat. Oh, oh, those, oh, the movie. Yeah, I, man, I haven't watched that movie in so long i totally forgot i need to watch it again dog i mostly identify as a male's right supporter mrs male's right activist and male's right member because i feel if male problems are so small and insignificant compared to the problems women face it should take just little old me to clear it up so when we have ended sexist behavior against women we also have ended sexist behavior against men love the show keep up the good work and ride you have a magnificent beard do not let anybody else tell you differently they better not because that <laughs> that beard is like a ski mask for your face and sorry i have not <laughs> i have not complimented karen on that one but i bet rod has gotten way less compliments for his beard than karen for her laugh well that's well that's true but karen has a magnificent laugh thank you she's been doing it for years so i know right i gotta catch up man i just got this beard also, let me, me as a representative of the German people apologize for our performance in the soccer world cup. When will the Nazi jokes ever stop? Hey, for the record, I didn't make one Nazi joke. I was the lone person above the, the fray with my xenophobia. Um, Lionel hey. writes in forgiveness MVP. What's going on, Ryder? Karen, as I am inspired by the king, aka the baddest bitch, aka the FMVP, I want to list a few things I want to grant forgiveness for. One, what can no i'm going what is this list gonna be one mcdonald's for the all the times they have fucked up my order 
yeah to my grandmother who is five foot zero and has prevented most of her offspring from reaching six reaching six feet including me three james winston for stealing our championship last year and four my student loan debt but seriously, I too, I too was a tad disappointed in LeBron initially before I read his letter. After reading that letter, I couldn't harbor any ill wills towards any will ill will towards that man for going home. As I thought about it even more, I began to realize that I should have never been surprised that LeBron exhibited the type of maturity and strength to make that decision. One of the things that seems to permeate his game and his life has always been his absurdly shrewd decision making. No matter the moment, LeBron seems to be wired to make sound decisions based off of everything I've heard and read about it. It seems to be a no-brainer that going home was best for him and everyone around him. Secondly, to me, a true measure of strength and power is for a person to not be guided by emotions or the actions of others when making the right decision for themselves. Mm, amen on that, dog. Can't mm-hmm. agree more. Uh, that is something I strive to um, in my personal life is to be like, I don't care how this looks to other people. What is the thing that makes me happy? Right. Because too much of our lives are lived for what we think other people will think about us and if nothing else, LeBron James has been a testament to being like, it, this might look a different way, but this is how, how it is for me. And that's the only person's life I can really control. And my family and my friends are the only people I need to look out for. Uh, so it shouldn't have been surprising that LeBron is the type of person strong enough to do what's best for him and not the pettiness or bitterness Dan Gilbert, ke- uh, not let the pettiness or bitterness of Dan Gilbert keep him from ha- his happiness. Um, I've always appreciated him for those two distinct qualities that have always defended him against idiotic criticism levied at him. So in retrospect, it seems obvious to me that he went home. Um, I'm very happy for him and can't wait for him to toss up that powder in Quicken's Long Arena. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to get chills when it happens, dog. Like, I'm already looking forward to that moment. Like, damn, man, it's good to see this shit back. I, I think in large part, uh as hypocritical as it will seem he's gonna teach that fan base to love again yes you know what i mean i think he's gonna i think i just think it's cool man that's all sometimes some we very rarely get moments that are bigger than sports and this is one officially one of the bigger than sports moments in my lifetime yeah and not only that is going to be so much hype when the season restarts now mm-hmm. like people was kind of let down by the uh, finals because it was just a smack blowout mm-hmm. so everybody is going to get that hype again and just like with the finals lebron is going to be the center of it yeah so um and uh sorry for this long email but i thought i'd weigh in on lebron piece uh lionel uh esquire hey man you don't have to apologize Mm-mm. if wolfgang can write them long ass emails dog and we read all that stuff mm-hmm. about the the one cool dude in the mra then we can read your email about your opinion about lebron it's fine sure can feedback shows for y'all anyway yes it is uh guys thank you so much we'll be back tomorrow um mm-hmm. at 10 a.m uh, we really appreciate uh, how much um, you guys, uh, you know, put in on the show. And mm-hmm. uh, we really su- uh, thank you for your support. We do. And uh, this is my favorite show of the week every week, man. Y'all are the best guests that we ever have. So we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.